0: The year of Covid has brought up many interesting questions, things that we've never necessarily explored within our lives and within Judaism. One of the questions it rose is, is it better to dive in private or in a minion? in shul? I'm currently recording this while walking around Linksfield Shul, quiet, unfortunately a bit desolate but still beautiful. And for about four months, we had the ability of coming back to Shul after many months out of Shul. And now we're about back out of Shul. Please, God, we can come back very soon. And over those four months, one of the questions I heard from many people is, Rabbi, now that I started davening privately, I'm not sure I want to come back to Minyan. I find it much more inspiring to daven myself. Others have said the opposite. They've said they're unable to daven themselves. They're waiting for the community, the choir, to inspire them. So the question is, who's right? There's no question that if you see davening as meditative and you're kind of an introverted character, you're going to find sitting on the hammock in your garden, much more inspiration than sitting in a shul next to two friends who are yapping about something that is either intriguing and you want to be part of it, or just disruptive and boring, and you just want them to walk away. So, who needs shuls? Are shuls only for extroverts? Are shuls only For people who can't daven by themselves, and therefore need a choir to daven for them? Nah, that's ridiculous. Proof is, we've been going to shuls for thousands of years. And for most of history, the people who went to shul were educated. The greatest sages went to shul. So what's the answer? The answer, obviously, like almost every good question, is both. There is beauty to both. When I was growing up in Crown Heights, Lubavitcher Rebbe had a custom where he would daven often in private, but at the same time he would come to every minyan to be able to say Kaddish and Kedusha and hear the Torah reading, etc. And then he would go into his room and daven quite in length in private. Other times he would do everything together. And not only him, but many of the people I grew up with had that paradigm, that they would daven in, in length, on let's say a Shabbos, they didn't want to daven quickly, they wanted to daven in length, on the other hand, not on the expense of what happens when Jews come together. There are things that we cannot do if we're alone. You cannot say barchu you cannot say Kedusha, which is what we say in Amidah, the repetition, You cannot read the Torah, cannot say Kaddish, etc. So, davening includes both. There is the meditative process, but there's the communal process as well. And what I feel is many of us forget one of the two. We either put too much focus on the community, and the second the shul's locked down, there's no room for davening in our lives, which is so wrong. But equally wrong is the idea that, okay, I am fine by myself. I am a nice meditative person. I'm at peace. I don't need shul. You do. And I'm not talking about from the fact that you need community, the bracha, and that. No, you need shul, shul. Because there's an element of connecting to God that only can happen when we're all together. Why did God orchestrate it that way? Because you need both. You need the private meditation, but you also need people coming together and being inspired as a unit. Yes, at times it gets disruptive. Yes, we wish people spoke less in shul. Please, God, one day miracles can happen. But nevertheless, there is always the part of Yiddishkeit that demands a shul. So here is for a prayer that we come back to shul soon. And for those who've discovered the beauty of davening alone, power to you. But don't let that take the place of a magnificent shul experience. Have a great one.